what's going on everyone it's brian and jim here with drinking beer and play a game and welcome to another episode of the power hour podcast yes hello everyone welcome to episode 249 thank you for joining us tonight hopefully tonight goes a lot smoother than goddamn last week ah nothing like <laughs> recording two episodes in a row and banging out a 40 we must have so much dumb dead air and filler that we don't cut out enough if we were like able to do a second run of it and cut out like 20 minutes <laughs> No, I just, I, it's points. funny because I actually, there was a point at editing last week. And for those of you, if you're not aware, we're going to put the link to the episode last week. Um, it was, Jim and I were excited. We got together. We were going to record, well, re-record it at the review for Bionic Commando, which will be out shortly. And we did the podcast. Well, it all started with, I, I have to really break this down for him, Jim. Jim wasn't kidding. We almost ran into a technical difficulty as I'm explaining last week's. But um Cursed. Yeah. End so, the show. Fuck, it's over. <laughs> my tripod breaks. I literally zip tie it to another tripod just to get standing. That's problem one. Problem two is all the SD cards I have, for some reason, a bunch of them are saying that they're locked, even though the little piece on the side fell off. So I had to look up, how do you fix that? So I fixed it by ripping it off other SD cards because I just wanted to get it done. So we, we ran into that, you know, issue after issue. We're up and running. We do the review. It all goes well. Um, so we thought. Well, we thought it went well. And, uh, yeah. Then all of a sudden we go into the podcast. Now, I didn't realize when Jim was doing the replayability... I, I hit mute when Jim talks, so my mic doesn't pick up stuff, and I don't I don't want like feedback while he's talking. I never unmuted that, and uh, sure enough, from that point on, including the end of that episode of the review, we had to redo the crusty corner and the entire first half of the podcast. Yep, and and then to make matters worse, there was a part of me that was just gonna actually use the audio from the camera it's shitty audio and quality compared to our mics but i was like you know what it looks better because the one time i asked jim i said jim do me a favor hit the power button on the uh the record he hit the i guess it's like a refocus button Oops. and then all of a sudden all the footage from that point forward was blurry as shit oopsie and, and we're not in focus. So, and, and the problem is on the little ass screen you use, um, you really can't tell unless you're like hyper focused on it. So it, yeah, it was just issue after issue. The good news chambers. Um, I bought two new SD cards. I bought, um, new try two new tripods. I bought a thing that should be able to allow me to hook up to my computer so I can stream directly from the computer and a dummy battery, which overcomes that 30 minute shutoff that it does with DSLR cameras because there's no workarounds. So that's why I said tonight we were going to get together. I said, you know what? I bought a bunch of shit. I want to test it out a few times. I can't have I can't be doing the test run because I got the shit like an hour before we were like talking. Probably so. smart. Yeah, so I just decided, let's go the safe route. Let's go the route we've done before. Let's, let's, let's stick virtual tonight, Chambers. Whew. So with all that, what the hell are you drinking tonight? Well, Brian, coming in from Asheville, North Carolina, I am drinking the Forsaken Blatherings of Non Sequitur. Coming to us from the Burial Beer Company. 
So this is an imperial stout with methodical decaf coffee, toasted macadamia, macadamia milk, vanilla bean, cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, clove, and pumpkin seeds. Comes in at 14% alcohol. So, yeah. Uh, this is a slightly bigger little bottle here. And I am sure 1.9 ounces, so I'm sure I will be feeling it after this. I, I am sure you will too, Chambers. 14, wow. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, there is like absolutely almost nearly no head after I poured it out. Absolutely no lacing. You know, dark as can be, everything you expect. And uh, this is a tasty little bitch right here. I was going to say, I feel like I can smell it through the screen just looking at that. And I, like, I've had three sips and my lips are covered in sticky sugar right now. Mm-hmm. Well, Jamers, um, keeping the stout train rolling, I, um, you know, I'm still trying to clear out some stuff. I decided I'm not going to go to the beer store until I get rid of at least half of what's in my fridge. So still from Halloween time, I got the Elysian Dark of the Moon pumpkin stout. Um... You know, it's funny because this has an expiration date of January of this year, and I don't, I know you and I have talked about expiration dates on beers, but I've never really paid attention to it. This one, it's very apparent why. Like, the taste is just really off, and I don't know how else to describe that. It's 7.5% alcohol. Um, I remember really enjoying this one, and right now, it just tastes... A little too bitter, a little kind of stale almost, and it stayed um, just was room temperature in my basement. I didn't even keep it in the fridge. Like it's just, huh. you know, you you know my basement. It doesn't like fluctuate temperatures that much. No. So, doesn't. yeah, um, I don't know. I guess I guess this is the type of beer that you really don't go past the expiration date. Weird. I I we don't have that problem a lot. I feel like. No, we typically don't, especially with. Uh... A lot of the beer. I mean, I had some beers that was like seven years old, and it's still, you know, it's a little more subtle, but it was fine. No, that's weird. Yeah. Never had anything really taste that bad after. Yeah. So, Elysian, I don't know what you're doing or not doing, but uh, yeah, stop it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Jambers, um, we we finished off the Bionic Commando review, and I know you've been chugging away. So, what the hell have you been playing? What have you been finishing up? So I actually haven't done a ton of gaming this past week. I started in on Sparkster, on the Genesis, the sequel to Rocket Knight Adventures. Uh, I'm like level in, not loving it. I'm already hitting a brick wall of like doing these franchises where I'm just like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, man. And it, like so far, it's not bad. Here's the problem. It's very dull. Like the mm-hmm. colors are way more dull in the backgrounds from the first game. The music's fine. But like in the first game, like the levels were long. But they were split up into multiple sections, and each section had, like, a completely different look and different music. Where in this game, it's just one long goddamn section of the same thing. Uh, so, yeah, that's making it a little on the brutal side. Um, but I'll, I'll chug through it. Uh, but I didn't do much more than that. Actually, I wound up playing a game one night with your son. Mm-hmm. So, uh, here's something I learned. Uh, apparently, what do you call it, if you have, like, the Xbox app on your phone... It can be like show you as being online for Xbox Live. So all of a sudden, I started getting all these messages and like group requests from Brian, and I'm like, "What the hell?" So I'm like, "This must be Logan." So I, you know, I accept the group thing, and it's actually kind of cool. You can talk through party chat through your phone to someone playing on an Xbox, mm. almost like push to talk, holding it like you would on Discord, something like that. 
So that was I, I was like, well, this is cool. I never knew that I could do that. Yeah. So yeah, he's like, you know, he starts talking. He's like, Uncle Jim, can you play Fortnite with me? And like, my wife's next to me, and she's like, get, go play with your nephew. I was like, all right, I'll <laughs> hop on. So I hop on, and we're playing, and he's calling me a noob the whole time because I've played two <laughs> games of Fortnite ever in my life. So after we do that, he gets bored of playing with me with that, and he's like, let's play Minecraft. I'm like, okay. So I boot up Minecraft, and we're in there, and I like make a world. And I put it on survival mode at first. And he's like, are we in survival? He's like, yeah. He's like, you're a noob. No one plays survival. I was like, all right. So I put it on, switch it to creative. So he's like, he drops like a giant monster and like tells me how to equip all this stuff. He's like, hey, let's fight a boss. He's like, turn it back to survival. I was like, okay. And he turns around and kills me immediately. And then he just laughs at me. So my dear, lovable, little sack of shit nephew... He brined me. He goddamn brined me. That's what happened. Oh, Jim. He, um... It's literally yeah. like that old drinking game where you just tricked me into jumping off the goddamn ledge. <laughs> he was like, yeah, just turn into survival. We'll fight it together. It'll be fine. Dead. It's funny you mention that because when I put together the clips last week uh, for the knifing one, uh, that 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 is in there, too. So I was like, I gotta make that its own clip because... <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of regret that I wasn't recording anything with him or, like, said, you know, Xbox recorded that or something like that. That would been a fun little clip. Uh, yeah. He's, he's a Quinn, all right. That's for goddamn sure. He sure is. <laughs> so, I, um, man, I've been blasting through going through Duke Nukem 3D. So, another uh, huge thank you. Um, I, as you guys can tell, for the past three weeks, I've been consistent sticking with doing the streams every Thursday night. So I'm going to keep trying to stay on top of it. But did Duke Nukem 3D? Um, got pretty far. That game, I always forget with those FPS mans how some of those levels feel like they can go forever. They're mazes. Yep. But I still, I still love it. I uh, completely beat the first three episodes. Yeah, so I beat the first three episodes. Um, I'm on to episode four, which is now I'm in the territory of whatever year that came out. I don't know if it was much, much later, but I sure shit had already moved on past Duke Nukem 3D. Because when I was a kid, it was only three episodes. And then they must have released. And I know I'm playing the uh, 20th edition. Um, and it has a special episode added on top of it. So, ah. Completely new territory, hard as shit, um, but still ton, ton, ton of fun. So if you've never played Duke Nukem 3D, I would highly recommend it. Outside of that, um, man, that's really I've, I'm really trying to focus in. Uh, Jim, I did get good news that well, not good news, validating news. So somebody hopped on a stream once again, another awesome raid, and I forget I forget his name off the top of my head. But, uh, well, last raid we ever get from him. Good work, Brian. <laughs> but but here's the deal. He confirmed because he's like, yeah, you know, got to support anyone playing Duke because he's like, I just got done playing Duke Nukem 2. I said, oh, shit. I told him the whole problem, how I can't seem to find anywhere. He said, yeah, that game is notoriously the like the hardest to emulate. He's like, your best bet is to get an Evercade or like run an old pc with windows 98 and get their original like floppy disk or something i was like ha huh. so time for you really, to buy an evercade brian <laughs> i was like so really i'm just not going to be able to do it or so, you buy an evercade brian 
<laughs> Jim, I mean, you can get it. You can get me one. That's oh, fine. no, I have enough shit, Brian. I have more than enough shit for all of us. Jim, I have the term of graphics this? for the page. I have the CDI for the page. I have so much stuff for the page, Brian. It's time for you to <laughs> pull your weight, Brian. Buy an Evercade. Jim, listen. We need the Jalco get, collections. So many you, Jalco I, collections. I, I don't. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? Here, how about this? If maybe if, if Monica or somebody wants to get me one for my birthday, I'll just return to Duke 2 by then. How about that? That's a fair trade. Oh, you do it. You do it now. <laughs> There's no fair trade there. Got to do it for the pain. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, outside of that, once again, been playing Fortnite with Logan. I actually got I won a battle royale yesterday for him. Um, so yeah, that's kind of been it. Been very low key in the gaming world for me. I think once I get through Duke Nukem 3D, I don't know if I just go balls deep right into Duke Nukem Forever, or if I get like a a palate cleanse game, like something else, not even related to the Beat Five. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Do you think you're going to have a lot of power cleanses, or are you just going to try to stay focused? On- I already feel like I'm going to need it because I'm already hitting, like, a wall. I was t- talking about it in the Discord. I'm already, like, feeling like I'm hitting a wall of, like, oh, God, burnout again. Like, I think, like, having the third year in a row of doing a gimmick for the page and games and stuff like that is just, like, man, I just want to pick something that I don't need to do for the gimmick because in the back of my head the whole time it's going to be, well, you got to do the gimmick. you got to do the gimmick. So <laughs> it's a struggle right now, Brian. Well, I mean, pick I like I. Or maybe I'll just look, jump to one of the other series I want to do, and then I can come back so I don't like bash one series over my head. Maybe that'll probably that, be the way to go. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Is I'll just pick up a game from another series, like you know. And I said I'm picking some that like I know are easier. Like I said, I might even do like Final Fight. Like I forget how hard that is, but yeah, I feel like that's got to be easier than some of these other games. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But Chambers, um, speaking of our Discord, we have a lot of our awesome patrons there who I know like to interact with us. So what questions do we have this week? Yes, patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game, where for as little as $2 a month, you can ask a question that we will answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. Well, first and only this week from Burn Retinas. Do you think there will be a time down the road where indie manufacturers will develop Retron-style consoles that will play physical software for Xbox 360 and PS3 games. And would you buy one? See, I feel like with the the indie scene, or, or like this classic revival of retro games, as soon as you hit CD-based, it kind of defeats the purpose, right? Like, I feel like if you're going to do that, then just make a game that's themed like an old-school game, but as long as it's a CD-based drive, you can do it on any modern Xbox or PlayStation or whatever. Um, the appeal of NES and Super NES is really like you're locked into that time, those graphics. I don't think anyone has a yearning for going back to even like PS2-style 3D graphics. You know what I'm saying? Like the last real gimmicky graphic I feel like is a tank, like the uh, PS one style, terrible polygons and shit like that. After that, everything is just a better version of the shit it was before to a degree. So that's why I, I feel like it's less likely to happen. Brian, I disagree. Want to know why? Go on. Your old man was just showing because it's not, it may not be your nostalgia or what you believe to be old or something worthy of being retro and brought back. But it'll be it for a younger generation 
So I've I'm actually kind of shocked there. I'm not shocked there isn't one yet. And to your point, like Xbox is really really good because they have to be about like letting people play older games on new systems and have it like the performance be upscaled and shit like that. PlayStation's mm-hmm. a pain to dick with that. They're awful with that. It's PS4 where just throw your old discs away at this point. But I can definitely see someone down the line like it almost seems like something the Polymega I'm shocked isn't already working on because that's nothing but an emulation box with like you know their different uh, modules and shit like that. So obviously the Polymega was its own kind of little disaster in a way, but like they could probably make if they were the first one to market like right now with a modules for Xbox 360 and PS3, I think that could make it kind of a hot commodity because 360s are notorious for breaking. PS3s, depending on your model, they're not getting any younger, and a lot of them are prone to breaking. And, yeah, I mean, if it's a way to back up your old games like that, I could see it. Like, right now, it'll be niche, like anything else, but I could see it having a market out there. Uh, Then maybe I misunderstood the question. I thought the question was, like, how people are making games for old systems again. No, he's talking about making a Retron-style console for them. Ah, okay, okay. Then, then, yeah, I misinterpreted what he was saying. Uh, no, you're yes. wrong. Don't backpedal. Fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah. Then, then that makes more sense. But if you're gonna do like what you're saying, Jim, then honestly, just do CD based from PS2 to PS5. Yeah, or, I mean, or, or I agree. whatever. If you yeah, put, what, if you whatever it gen it is. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, honestly, and even PlayStation. They're pretty decent, I feel like, about their emulation of the old shit. Yeah, you have if, to just buy it again. You can't pop a disc in, though. Well, let's think. So, PS3... Or buy one of their of overpriced PS... online services. Yeah, like, PS3 could play PS2 games. A lot of PS3 games could play on PS4. I don't know if any PS1... Or, no, PS1 games could play on PS3, too, right? Yeah, PS1 could play on every PS3, and then PS2 could play on, like, the first, like, model, basically. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't remember which one. And then PS4 didn't have any backwards compatible with the disc, and then PS5 can play PS4 games. Yeah, I don't know. I think... uh, Would you... I mean, you and I don't need them. We both have the consoles for them. Yeah. But to your point, they, they are notorious for breaking after some use. So. I, I think it's a generation that does need it just for how wonky their systems are. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting. Like, it's nothing I need right now, and I play, you know, I boot up both consoles barely enough to justify it, but it'll be a nice little bit of future-proofing, at the very least. Or by the time think- it comes around, hopefully I'll, you know, get my head out of my ass and start selling shit and... Stuff I'll never play. But. We know that's not going to We know that's not true. <laughs> you're going to have the rooms. You're going to bury me with my bullshit. That's what you're going to do. That's right. <laughs> A casket made of Genesis cartridges. God damn right. Actually, your 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 casket is a Genesis cartridge. You're the jewel case. Oh my here. god, that's an amazing idea. I have to <laughs> I have to write a will right now. Because with the way I eat and drink, I'm on borrowed time anyway. Jim, but every day is a blessing. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> now, now, great question, Burned. Um, and as we said all the time, make sure. If you're listening, if you're supporting us especially, because we know there's a lot of you that do, get your questions in because we love to answer them on each and every one of these Power Hour podcasts. Yep. If you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, or maybe if Brian eventually fixes the iTunes feed, but YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify, head on over to all of them, hit the subscribe button, leave some comments, leave some reviews, anything you can do can help the page. 
And if you want to help the page a little more, head on over to Skillshare, use our code DBPG30, get 30% off one year of classes. So you can learn a skill, you can learn a language, you can learn maybe some tricks to being a better gamer, maybe being a better drinker, or the history of alcohol. Who the hell knows? Whatever you want, the world is your oyster. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> better alcoholic. <sighs> All right, Chambers. Well, you hit on alcohol, and in something that I really can't wait to hear your take on this because I I want to I want to be devil's advocate to whatever you say here. But um, from the New York Post, we saw that there's a Tennessee bill that pushes to ban the sale of cold beer to decrease DUIs. Now, what this basically means is that um, right, a person right, 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 right. It's a pint of contention. I know. I I hated it that too. <laughs> But the proposal SB 2636 was introduced on January 20th or January 31st, and it decreed that a person or entity holding a beer permit shall not sell refrigerated or cold beer at retail. Now, on the surface, you you figure depending on which state you're in, that means if you have a grocery store that has a refrigerated section, even if you're a bottle shop and you have a refrigerated section or beer. You're not supposed to be selling any of it cold. Apparently, and, and even lo- breweries. That's, yeah. And and that's where it gets the craziest. So the reasoning behind this is that they've seen evidence that in, in most accidents where alcohol is found, it's beer cans and bottles. And they claim that uh, in 2019, 21.5% of fatal traffic accidents in Tennessee involved alcohol use. So I guess the logic here is... People are going to buy the beer cold, drink it, and then drive right away. Or even drink it while they're driving. I don't know. Um, there's a, obviously a large logical fallacy with that assumption. Because we know an alcoholic all of a sudden isn't going to stop because it's not quite cold enough. Or isn't going to just be like, well, the Jack Daniels is right next to the beer. So which one am I going to go for? But I don't know. What's your take on this whole situation? Uh, I'm very, very torn because I have to juggle between my libertarian bullshit of don't let the government tell you what to do, but also like, here's what it comes down to. And this is why I kind of was like, I kind of don't, I kind of support this bill is because I'm a dad and my big fear is when my kid's out there, when she's driving around, when she's old enough that some drunk driver is going to fucking sideswipe her. And honestly, if there's anything that can be done to even curb that a little bit, I'm kind of in favor of. And it's actually it's a it's a complicated issue because like even in the Discord, um, Allie over there, she was like, "Well, I don't like punishing the innocent and stuff like that." And that's what this seems like. Because then there's also the things you got to be like, "Well, the car manufacturers are going to get theirs because then you're going to have to like install breathalyzers or shit eventually." Like it could be a slippery slope towards other regulations and crap like that, but. I don't know. I mean, I think, like, also to your point, it, like, a drunk's not going to stop drinking because the alcohol isn't cold. So, like, at worst, it's maybe an inconvenience for the most part. Like, I can't just drink my beer as soon as I get home because it's still cold. But, I don't know, like, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world for the good intention that it is, even though it does seem a little bit overreaching and it kind of really fucks over, like, breweries and stuff like that. And that's where I'm also torn because, like, it'll hurt the small business, too. So, I don't know. I think, like, the greater good, though, of preventing death, I'm kind of on board with it. Even if it does it a little bit. I would almost like to see it be a trial run, because I don't give a fuck about Tennessee. So, I wouldn't mind seeing it be a trial run there, 
and see if it makes any impact at all. Hmm. See, I, I think that's where <clears throat> my problem with it is, is like you said, there's an assumption that it'll curb anything. Right. And, and to your point, I don't like the, it's like, now you're just giving another excuse to be like, take something away. Like the convenience of like, if say I'm coming to your place, I'm like, Oh, you need me to bring beer and you don't want me to bring that. Like it's just cold, grab something just, on the way. Yeah. Then we can yeah, enjoy exactly. it right away. Yeah. Um, right. What if you brought warm hams? What if we had to wait for delicious <laughs> cold hams when you came over for the Super Bowl or that exactly. uh, playoff party? Exactly. So the, you know, and I look at it like, dude, near us and we're in the craziest fucking state. I feel like when it comes to alcohol and like what can be sold, how many places near us sell pre-made frozen drinks, like cocktails that you can just take? Oh, like, and like, those like, are made. They just pop a straw in there, and they're like, well, have fun. And like, those yeah. are made to be, like, drunk as soon as you walk out of the place. When COVID happened and we went to, like, do pickup from our favorite uh, Mexican place, they were selling you these giant-ass margaritas to go in a cup like that. That you just had to sign a waiver, but like you're driving around with like you know a fucking jug of ready to drink margaritas, and you don't so, and you don't not sip it as you're driving. It's just right there. <laughs> I mean, and then there's uh, those stores um, in South Philly where it's like you drive through the beer distributor and they load up your car for you, and a lot of those are cold too. Oh yeah. So it, it it's like I get the intention of. Okay, the assumption, once again, is you get a cold six-pack, you're drinking it. The My guess is the assumption is you're drinking it in the car as you're driving. Yeah. Right? Like, yep. But honestly, like like I said, I, I, I love finds a way, Jim. And if a drunk really wants to get drunk, here's the deal. A true alcoholic will drink that shit warm. Just won't like it as much. But if they're, like, fiending that much for it, they're going to do that. Now, oh, right. The true alcoholics are drinking those little, uh, those little snifters of Burnett's fucking ten dollar vodka while they're driving around. Exactly. But I mean, there so is a it, thing though. Like, you'll be surprised. Like driving around, like you'll be in a drive-through of a fucking Dunkin' Donuts or something like that, and you'll see a beer can on the side, and you're like, "Huh." So I mean, it's not to say that it, there isn't a chance it couldn't help. That's a, like, I like I struggle because like saying that I'd be against. It's like, well, I mean, if there's a chance it could help, then maybe it's not the worst thing in the world. That's what I can't get out of my head, really. And again, I'm in support of it because I won't be affected by it. So we can actually see. Someone's got to be a test case. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I would just like to see. I I also, I'm just curious statistically. (laughs) Sorry, Jackalope, you're fucked. (laughs) Has, like, drunk drivers increased? Like, relative to the percentage of the population obviously numbers will go up as there's more population but like i feel like since whenever the 80s or whenever they first started issuing duis as a real thing and they started curbing that shit back like it is it really worse or is this just like another thing i don't know like like question it's a slippery slope jim but i'd be curious if that gets passed or whatever happens with it Maybe we'll, we'll we'll hit back on it in a year if anything else pops up. But I want to hear what your guys' thoughts. Should they ban this shit? Um, I, I don't know. I don't think they should, but 
I see Jim's point. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a story to follow. And I mean, you know they're going to be fucking, there's going to be some kind of lobbyist that's going to be thrown into the uh, local Congress down there to be like, no, this will kill so many businesses. Well, at that point, then you need to apply the same logic to like, you should not be able to buy any pre-rolled joints or any edibles that are ready to go when you leave a dispensary. Because you could just be popping them as you drop. Like, then it up starts applying to all that shit. Right. So, right. The weed boys finally just got their dispensaries. Don't take it away from them right away. I'm just saying. The booze boys yeah. have had their time, Brian. And <laughs> look what they did with go- it. Jim, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Look, Brian, the weed boys are just going to fucking drive at 30 miles an hour because they'll be too fucking scared to go fast anyway. Or they'll be too just relaxed. Say- just saying. You can't have You can't have it both ways, Chambers. End it all or end nothing? Freedom or no freedom? What do you want? Is it Russia or is it USA? <laughs> right. Why can't it just be like a Constantinople? Damn it. Don't you dare. It's not Istanbul. <laughs> so you guys let me know what you think in the comments below. Ah, Chambers. So this one you're going to need to help me with because I saw a lot of uh, discourse on this, but... Um, PS5, and this comes to us from uh, Jamatsu.com. It was all over the place. It's just where I pulled it from. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of people talking about this, but basically Sony announced that there's not going to be any new major existing franchise titles before March 31st, 2025. And the article basically goes on to clarify that uh, they're just not – adding any new major existing franchise titles the next fiscal year and their fiscal year runs from April 1st, 2023. Um, or, well, I guess my guess, this has to be a typo. Um, April 1st, 2024 would be my guess to March 31st, 2025. So major existing franchises are like God of war, Marvel, Spider-Man, but they did say that this does not count properties like until dawn or concord so or even new ips too yeah so i think a lot of people interpret this like they're already saying the ps5 is like like, well, right like, here's like here's people, the uh, yeah. official quote regarding the ps5 hardware which will enter its fifth year since launch partially due to its entering the latter half of the console cycle we aim to optimize sales with greater emphasis on balance of profits, so we anticipate a gradual decline in unit sales from the next fiscal year onwards. We expect third-party software sales to continue to expand gradually due to expansion of the PS5 install base and the high level of user engagement. In network services, we expect subscribers to be on part of this fiscal year and a revision of implementing the fiscal year, and we expect sales to gradually expand due to a shift of premium services. And then I believe it goes on to say basically but well, they had an outlook for the PS5. Uh, I don't give a fuck about his role as chairman. I think that there is like a hinting that they're already kind of working on the new PS6, which really isn't that big of a shock. Yeah. And there have been other I'm, articles where it's kind of implied that the PS5's kind of underperforming to what they want it to be. Even though, I mean, like, it's doing fine. Like, it's not doing PS4 numbers, but... But, but I mean, I think we all forget. it's We're saying it's in its fifth year. Like... With when COVID happened and the fact that nobody could get a PS5 or a fucking Xbox series, um, and with the chip shortages and everything, it, it that's what's kind of insane to me. Is like, yeah, of course it's not going to sell like hotcakes like everything else did. But to your point, 
Um, I felt like people were freaking out a little bit saying like, oh, it's in the latter part of its cycle. Like, yeah, it's been out for five years. What was the, well, I, I know we talked about this before. What was the time frame between PS4 and PS5? Uh, PS5 is what, 2019, 2020, and the PS4 was like 2012? No, 2013-ish. So it was, it was like, that was seven, like seven years. Eight, yeah. So, yeah, this should be like, they're pretty consistent, at least. They're not like, you know, I feel like seven or eight years is what you should probably expect for these kind of consoles. Yeah, like the PS5, it sold 50 million units, which, I mean, I guess compared to the PS4, which did over 100, like, I can kind of see that being a little bit of uh, underwhelming. But, like, again, True. they were impossible to find for a long time. The system itself is kind of ugly. So that might be to turn people off, and really, it's a problem for both consoles that like there's just no games almost that are truly worth getting that as much. Like, yeah, I'd love to get the new God of War and Spider Man, but it's like, you know, for a lot of people out there, that's not enough to sell a console too. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I, I think, know. like, I think the PS5 only has like 13 actual exclusives still, and one of them is built into the console. Yeah. So, and that's my point is like we just got a new Spider Man. God of War Ragnarok like happened last year. I I forget if it was last year or the end of the previous year, but you know God of War like I feel like was on a hot streak once it came back, but I feel like those games were still at least two years apart. I mean they have so, to be with how fucking big and graphically taxing they are. Yeah, so it makes sense. Um, what's another major? I mean, I guess technically you could say Last of Us is still a. Uh, well, they have that Mate. new remake on the fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> so. Because Last of Us 2 needed a remake. A game from goddamn last. Jesus I fucking Christ. hate Naughty Dog. I can't believe how far Naughty Dog has become cocksuckers with this goddamn game. Like Neil Druckmann putting the fucking hammer from Last of Us 2 tattooed oh. on his arm saying it's iconic. Shut the fuck up. I know. I just. <laughs> you know what, Jim? I. I... You're shit posting. Sometimes I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> but that at least gave me an idea of like, I actually do want us to start thinking about like, what is an actually iconic, like if you saw someone with tattoo, it would un undoubtedly be like, oh, it's that. Yeah. Because a fucking hammer is sure, sure as shit, not going to do it. You'd be like, oh, they must be a carpenter or some shit. Like, you're not going to think anything else. But yeah, like the Mega Man, Mega Buster, boom, iconic. Fire flower. Yeah. Iconic. Not a fucking hammer. Half the people were like, I love that game, and I didn't even know what the fucking hammer was. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, you uh, you PS5 fanboys out there, sorry, you're not getting anything new, at least from the major first-party franchises. But Hey, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going back to Brian's point from last topic. It's one or the other. It's black and white. Anyone out there who's bitching about, what do you call it? Uh, console exclusives being a bad thing, but also bitching that the PS5 is being phased out. One or the other. What do you want? If you had more exclusives, maybe you had more sales. So, fuck you. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> console exclusives Ugh. are a good thing. Going to the grave with that. Yeah, you just won't be going with a cold beer because you won't be able to have any in your Russian state. Russian <laughs> <laughs> All right, well let's talk uh let's talk consoles, Jambers, and continuing this whole conversation. Let's do we it, comrade. Xbox. Son of a bitch. So Xbox promises to bring more games to more players around the world. 
and this comes to us obviously from xbox.com so uh you know the the big part of this article is just basically expanding the fact that they want to bring more and more things Xbox Game Pass. Well, right. First off, they finally had their town hall when everyone was freaking out about Xbox or Xbox going away. So this is the big yeah. response to all that. Which to me, it didn't really say shit except we're bringing you more games and don't worry. Right. None of our predictions and hopes came true from last week. No, nothing. Which is why, like, okay, Diablo Four is coming. March 28th. Here's the deal. The Game Pass, that's pretty cool. Did you say you did used to play any of the Diablos? I played a little bit of Diablo 1 and 2. I didn't play, like, a ton. Okay, so I'm really interested in this game, but I know shit all about it. And it's like people who I do know it are absolutely obsessed. Oh, I know people who put thousands of hours into Diablo 2. Is it, like, is it? What is the com? Is it turn based? Is it like no? It's real it? time. It's just like a dungeon looter, dungeon crawler loot game. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm so confused. Like I, I am interested in, it. and the fact that it's going to be on Game Pass, I'll, I, I now can confidently say I'll at least give it a try. I, I can almost promise I probably won't beat it, but um, Brian, do you that know, franchise? He, no, fuck that. <laughs> But but he basically says, hey, like with 2024, they got Senua's Saga, Hellblade 2, Indiana Jones, da, da, da. But he said there's also going to be updates for Call of Duty, Minecraft, Forza, Elder Scrolls. And he's saying that there's lots of people playing Game Pass. They want to bring more and more games to it, these new and exciting games. So I don't know. And they're I still t- working I, on consoles. Yeah, so I took away from this that who the fuck cares? Like, it, like yeah, they touched on compatibility with cross-play. If you're going from PC to your Xbox, you keep the same stuff. Um, day one passes and Game Pass are still going to be a big thing. A lot more uh, multi-year hardware, like, roadmap for it all. I don't know. Like, I I've, I've read that and I was like, this is the fucking town hall. Like, this is what everyone waited for? Yeah, and then, like, almost, like, an hour after it ended, um, it there is a there's tweets going around about the first four games that were announced that are going to be coming to P- PS5 and Switch. So it's mm-hmm. Hi-Fi Rush, Pentinent, Sea of Thieves, and Grounded. So it's games that have been out for a while. Uh, Pentinent's, like, a smaller game, so I'm actually... Like Jim, it's pe- Pentiment. Pentiment, whatever. Yeah, I'm the fucking silly accent. Leave me alone. But yeah, like, <laughs> don't try to wait, wait. As someone who always tries to correct people, don't you dare act like it's a. You can just brush over it. Look, Brian. Everyone's stupid but me. All right, so it applies to the <laughs> not to me. But yeah, I mean, like Hi-Fi Rush. That's already been rumored for a lot. Uh, sea of Thieves. That's kind of surprising because that's like the big like MMO ish game that was yeah. exclusive. And, like, Grounded was just kind of a flop, so that's a big who cares. I don't think anyone's going to be like, yeah, it's coming to Switch and PS5 now. Oh, boy. I know. I had such high hopes for that game. I actually enjoyed it, but it just did not pull me in. But here's the deal. One thing we do want to say, and we want to be very clear, is that so the exclusives and these four are coming from The Verge, and they're the only ones reporting on it, and a lot of people have corrected and said, like, this is speculation, it's not confirmed, although The Verge is making it sounds like they have a source that they trust. Others are questioning whether it's true. But to Jim's point, Hi-Fi, Hi-Fi Rush has been out there. The other ones, 
kind of a whole big board of who gives a fuck. But still, you know, in case in case it ends up being wrong, just throwing it out there. Those games may change. So it's not fucking Gears of War, Halo, like all the the doom and gloomers out there who were like bitching, like they're gonna give up all the goods. Like, calm your tits. Pride tits cannot be calmed. It is life and death. <laughs> my identity is my console, and I will die with it. <laughs> Fuck Jim. <laughs> well, Jim, if I mean, if you're gonna die with consoles, then uh, if you're a Nintendo fanboy, you might be quite upset that you're not getting a new one this year. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I mean, his, so, okay, so this was also passed around this past week. This article we have is from Video Games Chronicle saying Nintendo's next console could launch later than expected in early 2025, it's claimed. So this is according to Brazilian journalist Pedro Henrique Lutilipe, who claims in a new, some video, that he received information from five separate sources. And apparently they reached out to other people who are also kind of saying, yeah, it's probably going to be at least Q1 of 2025 until uh, the next uh, Nintendo system comes out. And yeah, after this article was first posted, there's been a lot of updates with people, a lot more people saying, yeah, uh, expect that. And according to the sources, third-party game companies were recently briefed on an internal delay in Nintendo's next-gen console timing from late 2024 to early the following year. One publishing source suggested the delay was so that Nintendo could prepare stronger first-party software for the console. It's possible the next-gen console will follow a similar timeline to the Switch, which was released in March but announced the previous year. They have asked Nintendo for comment, and of course they got nothing. Oh, wait, wait, maybe not. There's another update. Uh, nah, there's an update. And Bloomberg and a bunch of others are also saying the same thing, basically. So, uh, yeah. it's Here's the thing. What is... Pardon me. What is Nintendo going to possibly release in the next year now? Like, we're in fucking February, and we're a year out. And they've milked every franchise, seemingly, at this point. Well, like we talked about, at this point, you gotta go a new Smash or a new Mario Kart, right? Like, you, you, you I guess you could do... Like, Mario's the closest one. Like, I think you could shit out of Mario Kart at this point, maybe... And then, like, that could be the last big game for the Switch because it never had its own Mario Kart. It just had eight deluxes this entire time. So maybe they could do that and then, like, you know, release a deluxe as an early game for the next Switch like they did with this one. But they could. Like, they, they, need, a, they need a big game to drop for the Switch 2 launch. Like, it works so well for the Switch 1, and they already blew their Zelda load. So it's like, what do they do now? We've been saying this for how many episodes? I know. So, yeah, Zelda's done... Mario, maybe a new Mario 3D game? When when was Odyssey? Oh, that was like 2019. Okay. So, yeah, I guess. <clears throat> do, do you think Nintendo goes as bold, like, with the success of the movie, if they're trying to time, like, a new Mario game with the release of whatever the next movie is? Maybe. Uh, I Have mean, they announced I, I another know. movie? I'm just, I'm making a grand assumption that first movie made all the money in the world. I'm just assuming they're going to make another one. Call Wait, me crazy, Jack. Right. Console exclusive launch. Sonic tie into the Sonic the 3 movie. Shadow <laughs> exactly. is back, baby. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm like, what could be. Smash is probably. Hmm, Smash or cart. Like, one of those, right? Like, they gotta be the next big thing. 
You you said I think you've mentioned a few times like a Metroid Metroid Prime Four. That's the only other thing that they've been teasing for six years now. But I'll be honest, that still doesn't have the same oomph as everything else. No, not it that doesn't. it's not won it, but it's you know. Yeah, like even if they brought back like Star Fox or F Zero, no one would really care. So that wouldn't be the big system seller. Uh, yeah, I mean it's got to be Smash Kart or Metroid to a lesser extent Metroid. Where they just shadow drop a new 3D Mario out of nowhere. It's a first-person platformer of the original Donkey Kong. That'd be kind of cool, actually. <laughs> I'd be all for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what else they're really going to do. Um, but if they're not getting a console till, Or, you know what? Why do they... Why would they really... Do they need to squeeze another fucking cent out of the Switch? Like, they got a year... And I know it's Nintendo, so of course they're gonna. They fucking sold you cardboard, but come on, like, do you really need to squeeze, especially out of your major franchises? So then you get the bullshit of the, the idiots who will buy it on the Switch and then have to rebuy it again on the Switch too. Like, just come on. Right, let, the pay pigs it... must be milked. You know what? Here's a prediction for you. One of these system, one of these series. I don't know which one. They got one in the tank for it. And they're going to release it, and they're going to release another console variant with the color scheme and the controllers directly tied to it. And they're going to make that one last final push for the Switch 1 to beat the PS2 numbers. Because they're at like 136-ish million, something in the 130 range right now. So they're still about like 20 away, but possibly. Maybe a huge Here's price cut on the original one, possibly. I, I also, in the annals of history, Chambers... I always think there should be a little asterisk next to the Switch because, really, it's a handheld, and it's like a hybrid, so it's really it's not the same. Not, my, not their fault. Will it's still their only console. Undisputed. I'm just saying. Or will it, Bri? It will. Look, Bri, I mean, the PS2, you could just say it was a DVD player that played games at that point. But that's a stupid thing to say. But it was a huge selling point. Eh, not really. Oh, People don't you fucking don't you fucking don't even don't, don't even you fucking zoomer like me that. saying that don't it wasn't a big deal. Don't you fucking dare try to no, say listen, it was the best I DVD player that, on the, the market for its money. No, no, don't no, 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 no. you fucking the PS3, dare. The PS3, I will give you all the credit in the world. That was the Blu-ray player. With the DVD player, normal ass like our generation, which was the one who really grew up with the PS2. Yeah. We we just had to beg our parents because we wanted for games, not for DVD player. Our parents oh, were buying oh, PS2s. Fuck for you. There are so many players. people that was their only DVD player. Nobody did that, James. So many Nobody. did that. Nobody. You're now you're just making shit up. Uh-uh, you're making shit. You're you talking talk, about your you goddamn talk, ass. You talk to fucking three Richie Rich over like, here, these I goddamn high end DVD players as a kid. High high end. A random ass like Panasonic is a high end. <laughs> Listen, Probably had one because... in every goddamn room. I remember your goddamn sixty inch TV. Fucking thing weighed four thousand pounds. Just because you got your MP3 players with a bag of socks does not mean that was a radio. Rich. That was not even an MP3 player, Brian. <laughs> Just because you had the Zune. <laughs> I love my Zune, and all the fucking idiots out there who didn't appreciate it don't know what they missed out on. Oh, you have a wheel. Yeah, you're stupid. Yeah, but which one succeeded, Jim? Yeah, it's which? true. <laughs> Sometimes the tech, best tech doesn't always succeed, Brian. It's all about that marketing. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll obviously we're gonna follow as soon as any more news drops with the switch. 
or if there's going to be another major release of a first party game from Nintendo, we'll follow it. But I I just don't know what the hell they're going to come up with. I mean, I mean, they have one of their little mini directs coming up for like an, it's an indie showcase. So of course after that, there'll be like the big contingent of bitches that there's no Mario game announced. And it's like, it's not the fuck it was. But God, would that be a funny troll for them to just like use one of these lesser shows to be like, oh, by the way, switch to Bob tomorrow. So, oh man, it's like on one hand with Nintendo, you know they care so much about the dollar, but like the fact they're not going to be able to squeeze in by Christmas time, I feel like it's such a huge loss of money for them. But they're still going to print money with whatever their new console they're is. They're going to find some way to make a splash at Christmas time. Like they're they're yeah. they're very good at it this generation. Mm, yeah. Or they just, or they just do like a massive price cut in anticipation of the new one, like fucking half off for consoles or something like that, like a big liquidation. And that's your point, where all of a sudden they do that, they're just trying to beat the number, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll follow that. But Jamber, speaking of follow-ups, uh, we talked about Sega returning to. Uh, I don't want to say to their former glory, but trying to get back in the picture and the conversation and of all the things I was expecting to hear about games coming out from Sega, it sure as shit was not that crazy taxi will be a triple A game. (laughs) (laughs) Sega, you can't stop fucking up. (laughs) Actually, what do you call it? Uh, Good old Nick from Video Ditch. We were talking about it in his discord and he was like, this is terrible. Sega's made their first ever mistake. (laughs) like okay so this article comes to us from Eurogamer and I I don't even know what the fuck does that even mean so yeah um (laughs) Jesus Christ (laughs) so they will be making a long awaited new crazy taxi title uh Japan Times interview has shed more light revealing that it is worked on in part by Sega's relatively new Sapporo studio which is the capital of Japan's something or other prefecture. I'm not going to even try and butcher these names. But it's only contributing to the game. And apparently that the studio has an R&D department that handles designing and programming the games in a QA department. Uh, recruitment in R&D is expected, but for QA, you have more applications, blah, 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 blah. It is in, will offer an innovative and fresh style, diving action, cheerful feeling of freedom, fusion of nature and city, Brian. Peel out the new one. Then they go on to say that it's going to be having things as games as a service, which, I mean, that's a big naughty word for a lot of people in this day and age. And apparently the same thing is going to happen with, uh, it's rumored to be happening with Jet Set as well. Yeah, so so the guy, um, so we put the tweet up here. It does link to an article, but, um, you know, in in his tweet, he also mentions that there's a survival mode with up to 100 players racing in the games as a service reboot planned um yeah but then this is coming to us from at mbkkssttbhz5 rolls off the tongue exactly um but he said fortnite gta online are some of the main inspiration for the sega super game plan i mean here's the deal i can't say i'm shocked that games are looking at call of duty fortnite gta online all these services and thinking well, they're doing it. Why can't we? Kind of ignoring the fact, like, I mean, I love this shit out, Crazy Taxi. 
But I'm not begging for a fucking online game experience of Crazy Taxi. Like, I don't need that. I mean, Crazy Taxi 99 sounds ridiculously stupid and fun. Like, that would just be a goddamn madhouse. It might be, but that game better be fucking perfect, right? Like, if it's a little too wonky, it'll die in a week. So, I I don't know. I kind of feel like, like GTA Online, I feel like when GTA 5 came out, GTA Online was a much later afterthought, and then that became its thing. And same with, like, Fortnite initially started as a zombie survival game, and then it morphed into what it became. So maybe just do Crazy Taxi, and if it's a really fun game, you offer the mode after the fact and make sure you got all your kinks worked out instead of coming to the forefront with this idea. (laughs) Coming. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> but this is why you're the second guy, Jim. Look, Brian, let's make this a little more confusing while we're at it. Go on. So both Crazy Taxi and Jet Set are live service games that are also having remakes before the reboots release. So Jet Set is closer in gameplay to Fortnite than Crazy Taxi, and they are shooting Elements Plan. So a guy basically wanted to clear it up. He's like, so the live service Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi are the reboots, while they are both getting non-service live games, which are the remakes. So they're remaking the old games for single player, while also giving them reboots for multiplayer. What the fuck does that mean? So, like, so, you're going to get, like, an HD remake, probably. I mean, I would love an HD remake collection of, like, all three Crazy Taxis, for example. Sure. And that would be cool, and that would, like, you know, be nice for the single-player itch. And then they're going to have a reboot for a fresh start for the franchise, and I guess the new direction of it to make it be the live service, you know, for so there's game. So there's not a true reboot for the actual story. It's strictly for the... I mean, games as a service. I mean, they're saying the reboot's also going to have a story, but I, I don't know, man. This is confusing. I just, I, mean, I just yeah. say they should go all in with the confusion, and they should make like the reboots exclusive to the Xbox Series S, and the remakes exclusive to the Series X, or the other way around. Like, let's just throw all the baby out the bathwater at this point. Oh, that's so. Leave it to Sega. Like, God, just sell your shit already. Like, how do they have such a big hype thing with people going like, oh, yeah, all these games are coming back, and immediately have everyone go, huh? Yeah. Only Sega. That's why Sega's what Sega is. Look, Brian, they (sighs) had their big, huge announcement for uh, Sonic Superstars. There's a Shadow is coming to game as a costume for Sonic. Yay. That's all people wanted, right, Jim? That's that's all they (laughs) wanted. That's, That's how you cash in on a movie coming out, Brian. A skin. If they don't have him voiced by what's his name, Christian Haydenson, Hayden Christensen, Hayden Christensen, Hayden, yeah, how the fuck that? Oh, yeah, then uh, what's the? How point, do you just like a good name? <laughs> Lots of practice, Jim. Lots of practice. <laughs> don't you dare talk. Don't you dare. <laughs> you know what you did. <laughs> I, I didn't do nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so yeah. Um, you guys let us know. Are you excited for the Crazy Taxi AAA experience? <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a hell of a seller. <laughs> I mean, at least Crazy Taxi's like, it was a big hit and enough fun that it could maybe work. But like Jet Grind Radio and Jet Set were always very niche too. So why are you doing double dipping with that? What the fuck? Yeah. How do you make I that think... games as a service? 
What do you have Wait to goddamn str- pay for new spray paint? Like what? Ugh. Wait till Streets of Rages pay for. Oh god, game they're gonna for- fuck it up so bad. I know. Just, just I said, give it I, back to Lizard Cube. Jesus Christ. I'm already... I already said I'm not thrilled with the art direction that I saw from that little clip of Streets of Rage. Yeah, it didn't look great. I think, I think it's going to be it's gonna be hell. But hey, no one liked the art for four at first, and hey, that turned out to be great. Yeah, but still just meh. <laughs> Twisted <the> knife. <laughs> So you guys let us know what you think. <laughs> All right, but Jamers, on to our final topic. And, of course, which is better? Um, I've been mentioning that I've been playing the shell Duke Nukem 3D, and I said some stuff on stream. And I guess it's not as cr- controversial that my personal opinion is I like Duke Nukem 3D better than Doom. However, you can argue that Doom, yes, most of their soundtracks are direct ripoffs of popular rock songs, but still, they're very iconic in the video game sphere. So, Jambers, today we are going to be looking at what I would call the essential Doom song, even though I know it's not the Doom song, it's just from the first um, episode, first mission, versus the Duke Nukem theme. So, we're going to go ahead and see two of the hardest-hitting FPSs with hard rock that there can be and we're going to start off with doom all right and then up next we got duke nukem 3d it's called grab bag but it's the main theme of the game All right, and we are back. So, Jambers, since I presented it, I'm going to let you go first. Which one do you like better? I mean, they're both iconic as shit. I love them both. And I'm... This is... Fuck you. This is tough. Um, <laughs> because, here, here, here's the thing, Brian. Duke Nukem 3D song, it's an original song. So I have to give it so many points for that, and it's a goddamn banger. But Doom, Doom 1, World 1, like, come on. Like, it's one of the most iconic music tracks ever, even though it's just a ripoff of Master of Puppets. So it's like, I'm so torn. Do I go with, like, the song that actually had, like, real original thought put into it, or the one that's just so good? Ugh. 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 Oh, God, I hate doing this, but I gotta go with fucking Doom. And I don't want to go against man. I don't. I don't want to go against Duke because it's an original track and it's so good. <clears throat> but come on, man. World One E One, whatever, how you say it for Doom. It's it, come on. It's like, like it, it yeah. just continuously go hard. Like I'm never not happy to hear it. You instantly know what it is when you hear it. Like, and I guess I have to give it credit because I grew up with the 32x version, and that version sounds like dog shit. But even this track through that dog shit sounds awesome. So I can't go against it. No, I get it. And, you know, that that song is, you know, per Doom. at It's called At Doom's Gate. See, me personally, um, I will go with Duke Nukem 3D. And the reasoning, like you said, it's everything you said. 
it's an original soundtrack and being a kid that grew up playing Duke one and two, and you heard the fucking terribleness that came from that. When I turned on Duke Nukem 3d and I heard this shit, I was like, Oh, Oh, what the fuck? Um, I don't know. It just, that beat like stuck with me so much more, but to your point, like at, at doom's gate, man, it hits you right away and you're fucking just going through killing dudes. But with Duke Nukem 3D, I, there's something just a little, just a tinge better. Just just a hair. And that's not taking away from At Doom's Gate. But I was also trying to think, like, At Doom's Gate probably has to be the most iconic thing from Doom, right? Oh, yeah, like, soundtrack-wise, yeah, by far. Like, for the yeah. entire franchise, really. So, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna stick with Duke Nukem 3D. There's no wrong I answer get it. here, but yeah. Here's the deal. When I when I was putting this together, it hurt me to put these on paper. So, what I really want to know is, what do you guys think? Which one do you prefer? Do you have an obvious favorite? I you know I think like some of the other ones I've been posting in the past. You know, Jim did some terrible ones against terrible shut, ones. Shut your goddamn mouth! <laughs> I am giving people the deep cuts that they did not know. I am giving them classics, <laughs> underrated classics. <laughs> Fucking Black Belt Registry. Black Belt fucking rules. That song is amazing. How dare you, Jim? Like, just the fact that you put against Streets of Rage 2. Arguably the best soundtrack on the Genesis period versus Black Belt. It's a better better (laughs) melody. It's an actual melody, Brian. It's not. It's It's not not. as well composed overall and instrumentalized, but goddamn what a melody. Yeah, it's just not as good is what you're saying. (laughs) The Ford Model T broke a lot of records, but I'll take a new challenger over at any day. See, Brian's a very surface-level boy. You throw more shit at him, and he goes, oh, it's just better. There's more here. <laughs> Jim, I can't think... Can't go for uh, the heart of it. Can't can't find I, the heart I, and I, soul I, behind it. I think I think our audience has agreed with me enough on most things. <laughs> Is your Look, opinion. just because tits sway my opinion 99% of the time doesn't mean I can't have a soul, right? <laughs> but yeah, no, this was, this was a really tough one, and... Uh, do you think they need to like? I think right now we're in a good when we're in an era of like rap, lo-fi, that kind of beat being the predominant thing. Do you think they need to bring back some legit good hard rock into games again? Well, you played that uh, Ion Maiden, right? Didn't that have a soundtrack like that? Ion Maiden, or what did that eventually become? I remember it was originally called Ion Maiden, then they had to change the name because they were getting sued by Iron Maiden. Ah, uh, fuck. Oh, oh, um, uh, fuck. I think I know what you're trying to say. The one that's like the Doom game, right? Yeah, they're like there's all these like boomer shooter reboots that are coming out lately. It's weird that they have a subgenre now. They call them boomer shooters. Yeah. Um. Well, there is a game called Iron Fury, but that's not the one I played. The Maybe that's the one I'm thinking is... of. Yeah, they changed it to Iron Fury. Fuck, no, I do know the game. Oh, my God, that's really going to bother me. I do know the game you're thinking of, and it was an excellent game. It's on Game Pass. Yeah, it's so. the one that was in your level 50. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, no, that that was pretty good. But, like I'm saying, like, I mean, I guess the Doom remakes, they, they definitely hit hard as hell. Oh, yeah. Uh, I feel like, like something like Call of Duty, where if it wasn't so, so like, orchestral, like, if they just threw in some legit hard rock with it, it would be pretty cool. Yeah, even Metal Hellsinger, not... like, that was an awesome soundtrack that they threw in there. And it was yeah. all original tracks, too. Yeah. If the yeah, game just played need... a little bit better, I think it could have crossed through a little bit more. 
was so I, close. No, it was I so mean, close. I mean, to that good. soundtrack. I mean, considering the talent they pulled for some of those songs, I was like shocked. Oh yeah, because it's it flew so low under the radar that like when I played, it, I was like, "How the fuck did I not even know about this game?" Yeah. But yeah, no. Um, you know what? Both games capture so well, though. Like when people think of the '90s, that's to me part of it. Very hard. Oh yeah, very. Yeah, so don't worry. I, I have some other really uh, nail biters for you in the future, James. Don't worry, Brian. I'll have more that you hate. <laughs> You'll be like, oh, let's pick uh, you know, Snoopy's Adventures versus fucking Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> You'll do some dumb shit like that. You're like, but the composition is beautiful. There's wind instruments. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> composition goes a long way, Brian. <laughs> not when it sounds like shit that's at the end of the day it's got to be passed through a good filter come on jim you know this it <laughs> if it sounds sound like, like shit eh, eh, the master system psg <laughs> is an underrated little sound chip it's beautiful yeah it's under it's, it's underrated feel it's all shit. its own <laughs> it's still shit <laughs> you start acting like you love the genesis sound chip all of a sudden fuck you uh i've always defended you have... rage too. Oh. Streets of Rage 2, I've, I, Streets of Rage 1 and 2. Streets of Rage 3 is the dog shit of the era when it comes to soundtracks. See, Brian just can't ex- accept a little experimentation. That's all. Surface <laughs> and level. You know what? He's a simple boy. No, no one's ever batted an eye at that statement. So there you Most go. Most people are dumb. <laughs> there, you Not hear like that, me. people? I'm smart. <laughs> so, Chambers, speaking of being smart, how did that 14%er treat you? Dude, what do you call it? It did not. It doesn't taste 14%, and it doesn't drink like a 14%er. Like, it's not boozy at all. Eventually, maybe it's the 14% kicking in where I don't care about the stickiness on my lips at all at this point. But this was, this is a dangerous little girl right here. This is fucking delicious. So, like, uh, Burial Beer Company, all, this is that brewery that I said that all the names of their uh, beers are just like, uh, uh, can't talk now. A thesaurus, just like, they just like started pointing at words and just splatted them all together. So, like, all their names are just, like, ridiculous. And even they just go, yeah, it sounded cool. So there's no meaning yeah. behind it either. But, yeah, if you're ever in uh, North Carolina and you stop by Burial Beer, you won't be, get this one. You won't be disappointed. Holy shit, that's good. Nice. Yeah, and uh, this one, like I said, it was just a little bit of a disappointment. It's not completely awful, but ugh, it, I don't know if it just got aged out too quickly. It's fine. Get it fresh, people. It's been, it's, it's It's good when it's fresh. Yeah, for sure. So with that, everyone, we want to say thank you all so, so much for listening, for watching. If you are watching us on YouTube, hit the notification bell, hit the subscribe button, give us a like, and leave a comment. Let us know what you liked, what you didn't like. And if you're listening to us, as Jim alluded to, I don't know what the fuck's going on with iTunes, trying to fix that. But if you're listening to us on Spotify or eventually iTunes, make sure you subscribe to us. And if you give us a five-star rating, and even if you want to bash us in the comments, We'll read on each and every one of these Power Hour podcasts. With that, we want to say have a good night, everyone, and cheers. Cheers, everybody.